There are definitely borders within Europe. Sometimes they coincide with the borders of the state. Sometimes it's to do with entitlement. So these people in this territory are entitled to this, but those other people who are in the same territory are not entitled to benefits or protections. So you have lots of different kinds of borders that are shifting and changing all the time. And who they include and exclude also shifts and changes depending on different needs, in particular of the nation state or of the economy or even of the welfare state. I think the welfare state is a hugely important factor in migration policy. One of the reasons that governments, for example, or local authorities will give for needing to know who's in my territory or area or local authority, what are their needs, is so that they can tailor resources to the needs of that population. The flaw in this argument is that too often migrants are seen as recipients of welfare. They're seen as those people who come in and who need lots of help and support. If we look at migrants as a whole, they pay into this welfare state, so they finance the welfare state. They are often also employed within the welfare state. Janita is a nurse from the Philippines who's been working in the UK's National Health Service for four years. Her journey as a migrant nurse began several years before that. It was 1994 when um, I decided to work abroad. Initially, I worked in Saudi Arabia. From Saudi Arabia, I worked to uh, Dublin, Ireland. I worked there for nearly three years before coming to London. The combination of her nursing skills and a global nursing shortage enable her to move around the world more freely. But her situation is far from secure. In the UK, despite paying tax and national insurance, she has no access to social security benefits here. Her right to remain in the country depends on her employer. So if her employment is terminated, she's not allowed to stay in the UK. I have five years contract. So basically, I have to renew it if the, the hospital will still employ me. I have to renew my visa next year, 2009. You have to submit your uh, CVs, your biodata, your documents that you're really registered as nurse, um, your, uh, what is this, from the Philippine Overseas Employment Agency, that you're qualified and you're indeed as a nurse. You have loads of uh, stuff to process. Providing and processing documentary evidence is an increasingly important part of borders control policy. Many countries around the world are introducing biometric passports. These are combined paper and electronic identity documents using biometrics, fingerprint, iris and facial recognition to authenticate identity. What we're seeing is an increased uh, use of IT and communication technologies to monitor uh, the movement and presence of migrants. Biometric identity cards are going to be used to keep people under surveillance, uh, mostly through their access to services, because you'll need that uh, data to be able to access health services, to be able to access work. If you can't produce your card, you won't be able to access those services and work. In the UK, foreign nationals from outside the EU 
are required to carry biometric identity cards. One of the drivers of this policy is to combat false ID documents. But there are concerns that this technology may not be secure and that it may be used to deny people with irregular status from accessing welfare services. For example, biometric ID may be used by health workers to decide which patients take priority. What we're seeing is the responsibility for monitoring passed over to other organisations like businesses, like health services. Uh, that's the logical consequence of uh, making those agencies responsible uh, for uh, monitoring entitlement to services and work. So in effect, they are becoming quasi-immigration officers.